Starry night, the moon is bright. We'll sing a happy song. Wow, a spot! Alice is falling. Alice is falling. Everything is so dark. She couldn't see a thing. There were bookshelves and cupboards and a jar of magic potion. Down, 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 down. Down, 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 down. Hello, everyone. This is Lisa Chang talking from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to our Wowos Bad Kids podcast, talking about the story of Alice in Wonderland. Before I continue the story, let's have a little thought about the background of、uh, this story, Alice in Wonderland. Actually, Alice in Wonderland is the common known name for the children's novel called Alice's Adventure in Wonderland, which was the book or novel published in 1865, and the novel was written by English author. Lewis Carroll. The literature was categorized as the genre of literary nonsense. Lewis Carroll was a mathematics student in Oxford. He was known to be very good at wordplay, logic, and fantasy world. As we can see so far, what we have seen in this book, Alice in Wonderland, is all about fantasy world. Lots of wordplay, lots of imaginary characters. Of course, lots of nonsense. What I would like to point out is that、um, Alice in Wonderland became very popular right after it was published because it has started an era of、um, children's literature whose aim is to entertain and、uh, for the readers to have fun reading it rather than telling the reader or telling the children. A lesson, and also the abundance of imaginary characters. For example, the Dormouse, the March Hare, and Hatter, Caterpillar, the Queen of Hearts, all provide a great material for pop culture to develop or adapt into different kinds of art forms, including operas, including musicals, TV shows, video games. Even the popularity is not just among children; even adults like it a lot. Like myself, I'm an adult, but I I love the idea about Alice in Wonderland. I also love the idea about a fantasized world where, as an adult, you feel like there's a world where you can escape from reality. I think that is part of the reason why I think I'm enchanted by it. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. It is the whole creativity that attracted readers. Talking about adapting the story into different art form, what was by kids podcast is very interested in developing or producing different kind of art form to portray this story with a focus. In music, we are now in the process of producing writing、um, music, like we call it plot songs, to describe some of the scenes in the story. The two songs that are in the making include Alice and her cat Dina, and the Mad Tea Party. Please do remember to hit the follow button if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, so you will get a notification right away when we have the newest episode or announcement when our new songs or plot songs will be launched or introduced. 
All right, let's now continue to talk about this chapter, the Queen's Croquet. Alice thought she had never seen such a curious croquet ground in her life. It was all ridges and furrows. The croquet balls were live hedgehogs, and the mallets live flamingos, and the soldiers had to double themselves up and stand on their hands and feet to make the arches. The chief difficulty Alice found at first was in managing her flamingo. She succeeded in getting its body tucked away comfortably enough under her arm, with its legs hanging down. But generally, just as she had got its neck nicely straightened out and was going to give the hedgehog a blow with its head, it would twist itself round and look up in her face with such a puzzled expression that she could not help bursting out laughing. And when she had got its head down and was going to begin again, it was very provoking to find that the hedgehog had unrolled itself and was in the act of crawling away. Besides all this, there was generally a ridge or furrow in the way whenever she wanted to send the hedgehog to. And as the doubled up soldiers were always getting up to other parts of the ground, Alice soon came to the conclusion that it was very difficult Difficult game indeed. The players all played at once without waiting for turns, quarreling all the while and fighting for the hedgehogs. And in a very short time, the queen was in a furious passion and went stamping about and shouting, "Off with his head!" or "Off with her head!" about once in a minute. Alice began to feel very uneasy. To be sure, she had not as yet had any dispute with the queen, but she knew that it might happen any minute. And then thought she, "What would become of me? They're dreadfully fond of beheading people here, and great wonder is that there is any one left alive." She was looking about for some way of escape and wondering whether she would get away without being seen when she noticed a curious appearance in the air. It puzzled her very much at first, but after watching it a minute or two, she made it out to be a green. And she said to herself, "It's the Cheshire Cat. Now I shall have somebody to talk to." How are you getting on?" said the cat, as soon as there was mouth enough for it to speak with. Alice waited till the eyes appeared and then nodded. "It's no use speaking to it," she thought. Yet its ears have come, or at least one of them. In another minute, the whole head appeared, and then Alice put down her flamingo and began an account of the game, feeling very glad she had someone to listen to her. The cat seemed to think that there was enough of it now in the sight, and no more of it appeared. I don't think they play at all fairly. Alice began in rather a complaining tone, and they all quarrel so dreadfully. One can't hear oneself speak, and they don't seem to have any rules in particular. At least, if there are, nobody attends to them. And you've no idea how confusing it is. All the things being alive. For instance, there's arch. I've got to go through next, walking about at the other end of the ground. And I should have croqueted the queen's hedgehog just now. Only it ran away when it saw mine coming. How do you like the queen? Said the cat in a low voice. Not at all, said Alice. She's so extremely. 
Just then, she noticed that the queen was close behind her, listening. So she went on, "Likely to win. That is hardly worthwhile finishing the game." The queen smiled and passed on. "Who are you talking to?" said the king, going up to Alice and looking at the cat's head with great curiosity. "It's a friend of mine, a Cheshire cat." Said Alice, "Allow me to introduce it. I don't like the look of it at all." Said the king. "However, it may kiss my hand if it likes." "I'd rather not," the cat remarked. "Don't be impertinent," said the king, "and don't look at me like that." He got behind Alice as he spoke. "A cat might look at a king," said Alice. "I've read that in some book, but I don't remember where." Well, it must be removed," said the king very decidedly, and he called the queen, who was passing at the moment. "My dear, I wish you would have this cat removed." The queen had only one way of settling all difficulties, great or small. Off with his head," she said, without even looking round. "I'll fetch the executioner myself," said the king eagerly, and he hurried off. Alice thought she might as well go back and see how the game was going on, as she heard the queen's voice in the distance, screaming with passion. She had already heard her sentence three of the players to be executed for having missed their turns, and she did not like the look of things at all, as the game was in such a confusion. That she never knew whether it was her turn or not, so she went off in search of her hedgehog. The hedgehog was engaged in a fight with another hedgehog, which seems to Alice an excellent opportunity for croqueting one of them with the other. The only difficulty was that her flamingo was gone across the other side of the garden, where Alice could see it trying in a helpless sort of way to fly up. In a tree. By the time she had caught the flamingo and brought it back, the fight was over, and both the hedgehogs were out of sight. But it doesn't matter much, thought Alice, as all the arches are gone from this side of the ground. So she tucked it away under her arm that it might not escape again, and went back for a little more conversation with her friend. When she got back to the Cheshire Cat, she was surprised to find quite a large crowd collected around it. There was a dispute going on between the executioner, the king, and the queen, who were all talking at once, while all the rest were quite silent and looked very uncomfortable. The moment Alice appeared, she was appealed to by all three to settle the question, and they repeated their arguments to her. Though, as they all spoke at once, she found it was very hard to make out exactly what they said. The executioner's argument was that you couldn't cut off a head unless there was a body to cut it off from. That he had never had to do such a thing before, and he wasn't going to begin at his time of life. The king's argument was that anything that had a head could be beheaded, and that you weren't to talk nonsense. Queen's argument was that if something wasn't done about it in less than no time, should have everybody executed. All round, it was this last remark that had made the whole party look so grave and anxious. Alice could think of nothing else to say but, "It belongs to the Duchess. You'd better ask her about it." She is in prison," 
The queen said to the executioner, "Fetch her here." And the executioner went off like an arrow. The cat's head began fading away the moment he was gone, and by the time he had come back with the duchess, it had entirely disappeared. So the king and executioner ran wildly up and down looking for it, while the rest of the party went back to the game. Indeed, the queen's croquet ground is just as crazy as the mad tea party. Nothing here seems to make any sense. Will Alice be able to escape this croquet ground safely? And if she does, where is she going to go to? And what other characters is she going to meet? Don't forget to follow us. We're going to tell you what is going to happen to Alice after this. See you very soon in our next episode. Alice is falling. Alice is falling. Everything is so dark she couldn't see a thing. There were bookshelves and cupboards and a jar of magic potion. Down, 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 down. Starry night, the moon is bright. We'll sing a happy song. Wow, a spot.